You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. And this week, we are talking Big Brother, the reality show franchise that just won't quit. Big Brother just began its 25th season this month. And this is happening as the writer's strike and the actor's strike in Hollywood rage on. As those strikes continue, TV networks are having to rely on programming that doesn't need those writers and actors to exist, like reality TV. We are already seeing that on CBS. That network moved to the premiere of this latest season of Big Brother. Season 25, gotta say again, they moved that from midsummer to now to have more programming last them through the fall season. I want to point out here, Big Brother provides a lot of content for a network in need of it. There are three Big Brother episodes every week. Tune in to an action-packed Sunday as we crown the first head of household of the season. Then on Wednesday, the power veto plays out and has the ability to save one nominee. Who will win and will they use it? Then next Thursday is the first live vote and eviction of the season. Who will claim the So, here's how this show works. A bunch of contestants sign up to go live in a house for three months. They cannot leave the house, and there are cameras all over while they're there. During the competition, the contestants form alliances and vote people out of the house every week, and the last person standing gets a cash prize. But here's what makes Big Brother really special. There's a 24-7 live feed of the entire house streaming online the entire time the show is filming. To continue watching all the drama, go to Paramount Plus or Pluto TV, where you can watch the house guests 24-7, unfiltered and live. The feeds When you go on Big Brother, you go on The Truman Show. An entire human life recorded on an intricate network of hidden cameras and broadcast live and unedited 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to an audience around the globe. Anywho, the fact that this show is now in its 25th season, the fact that it still draws millions of viewers every week, that is really weird to me. It's never won a single Emmy. I cannot remember any winner as of yet going on to be mega famous. And the show has a track record of racism and misogyny. In fact, a contestant already got kicked out of the house in this new season just last week for saying the N-word. House guests, due to violating the Big Brother code of conduct by using a racial slur, 
Luke has been removed from the house and will no longer be participating in the Big Brother game. And yet, in spite of all of that, Big Brother abides. We're going to get into that this episode. Why Big Brother is the reality franchise that will seemingly never die. First, we'll hear from a contestant of Big Brother on why she chose to go on this show. And then, a podcaster who literally watches Big Brother live streams for a living. Okay, let's get into it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I did it. <laughs> I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. <laughs> Because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. Tell folks who you are, if they don't already know. If you don't know, you're about to know. My name is Taylor Hale. I was the, or am, the winner of Big Brother Season 24. I was the first Black woman to win. I was also the first player to win both the grand prize and the America's Fan Favorite vote, resulting in not only $750,000, but $800,000, making me the most winningest winner of the game ever. Love it. Congratulations. (laughs) How does it feel? Like, has it been good post-win? Okay. Yeah. Anytime I have a bad day, I just look at the bank account. I'm just like, okay. Bam. It's good. There you go. There you go. So you are the first black woman to win this show. And you delivered right before that win. One of the most compelling moments in reality TV in American history. You have this speech where you kind of just lay out. Y'all bullied me. I've been called the B word so many more times in this house than I have in my real life. Y'all did the racisms to me. There was an attempted all-white alliance formed, and I had to sit on the block, was left on the block next to the person who tried to form that alliance. But you know what? All of it proves that I'm the strongest, therefore, I should win. And if you are to ask yourself who the most resilient person of this season has been, it is me. I thought I would humbly ask you for your vote, but I'm challenging all of you to decide what type of winner you want to have this year. Did you think that speech was going to work? 
I always said you don't know something's going to work until it does work. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, and then look, the history of the show was very hetero, masculine, the dude bro wins. You have to manipulate your way to the end. But I always say that I just did a social maneuvering to the end. There's different ways that this game can be played. And when I crafted this speech, I said, I just have to tell the truth and tell the people who did the things to me what they did there and why go. it resulted in me still getting here. And it worked. Congratulations, Taylor. You are the winner of Big Brother. We watched you win this show. But I want to know what made you want to go on the show. Why Big Brother? It seems to be the most difficult reality show because they're watching you all the time. Like, there are easier ways to do reality TV and ways to do reality TV that don't have you on such display 24-7. Why this show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, other shows, people don't watch you walking into the bathroom or showering. And on this one, it's all on display, like you said. Yeah, yeah. There's a toilet in the camera stall. Like there, It is all on display. Or camera, camera in the camera toilet, in toilet stall. stall. Yeah, <laughs> Either it's way, it's creepy. Where is, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Going on there. So the camera in the toilet stall, where exactly is it? <laughs> Okay, so it's not a camera that is broadcast out on the live feeds, but if, like, you're cheating or trying to pass notes or do something weird— You can't even sneak it in the bathroom. They're watching there, too. Right. There is a camera, so it's in the top corner. So, like, you're sitting on the toilet or squatting on the toilet, because I was not sitting where 15 other people sit. (laughs) Not I. Not I. I. One toilet for all of us. Not I. Oh, only one toilet for all y'all? Oh, my God. One toilet. It's a lot. One toilet, one shower— it's a lot. Wow. But that camera's right above you in the corner, and that little red dot's just looking down on you, and you're like, hey. Wow. I see you seeing me. Wow. So mm-hmm. this show is watching you that much, and you still yes. said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Tell me specifically mm-hmm. why you wanted to do this show. Well, listen, I was recruited for The Bachelor. I was recruited for FBoy Island um, and a couple so other reality shows. So they were coming shows. to you. Uh, but yeah, I got Instagram DMs and I'm, I have not been an Instagram baddie. Um, I was a pageant girl, but you know, Which I didn't pageants? have many followers. Miss Michigan USA. I was Miss Michigan USA. Snaps, snaps. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I was not the person that you would think is going to be recruited off of Instagram based on following yeah. count or creator things. Yeah. Um, so when I was going through these messages, I saw Big Brother and I thought, huh, I know people who have done these other reality shows. And been edited to be the opposite of what they are. Mm-hmm. With Big Brother, you can't change what it is. Because it's a live feed 24-7. 24-7 live feeds. You can't edit that. No matter how much people that don't like what they did or how they acted on TV say, you can't edit a 24-7 live feed. And yeah. it, in the show, it comes on three times a week. Okay, even if you're watered down a little bit, people watch those live feeds and will call out BS or call out unfair editing with the quickness. I felt safest. Do you think that was specifically because you're a black woman and these shows often have really weird racial politics? Mm, are we getting there? You know, Let's get there. Yes. <laughs> okay, get all right. It. Tell me more. Look, getting into the history of the show, like I said, I was recruited for this. I did not really know what I was getting into, but I'm not a dummy. So I watched old seasons and I saw black women were getting ostracized, alienated, targeted. Mm. Uh, they acted the same way that their white counterparts did. And they were the ones to take the burden and the brunt and have their character assassinated while in the house. Mm-hmm. Watching or knowing that those live feeds existed at least gave me the confirmation and the security not to say, no matter how I act or behave, I'm going to have something I can go back and reference to to show all of America 
This is where your biases come in. This is where the people's biases come in. And this is how we can do better. I like that. So then you decide, all right, they've reached out. I might want to do this. What is the audition process like? It started out with a quick little phone call where they're trying to see, can you have a conversation? Are you a dynamic storyteller? Or am I going to be bored watching you on live feeds all the time? Once you kind of pass that gut check, you get passed off to a casting agent um, that will guide you through the process. So we, she asked me questions on an interview and I told her about myself. It was recorded and shown to the producers of the show um, and the production network, so CBS and the producers of, of Big Brother separately. Then I made it to the next round where I talked to the CBS producers. Next round was Big Brother producers. And then you're just sitting on pins and needles. Really? You're doing IQ testing, you're doing STD testing, you're doing all the things. Wait, stop, 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 stop. IQ tests and STD tests? Absolutely. Woo! Listen, these games <laughs> are mental challenges. They want to make sure and, you're not an absolute yeah. doorknob. <laughs> yeah. And people wow. be fucking. So, <laughs> they really do. They really do. Yeah. There's a wow. lot of things that goes into getting you there. They do a full background check, social media check, Um there's actually, this is really funny. I don't think I've said this before. They checked all of my social media mm-hmm. and some of the things that got flagged was a post I made saying Hitler is bad, but it got flagged. That was because flagged. The, well, it was flagged because the word Hitler was there. Oh and they were like, goodness. wait a second. <laughs> and so, you know, the producers will say, you're sure. fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. That's wild. <laughs> I know. So they really go in depth. So you get there. At what point do you realize there's some bullying going on here and there's some racism going on here? What was like the first moment of like, aha, something's afoot? (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't remember exactly what day it was. It had to be between days like three and five, something like that. So soon. Okay. Very soon. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I just remember no one was talking to me. No one was hanging out with me. Another thing is with Pageant Girl. She cannot dominate, like, being, like, the seductress of the guys. I don't see her as a good person. I know. I don't see her as a good person either. She's a loose cannon. This is insane to me. Sorry, go ahead. I just blowed my mind. Yeah. It's my mind. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. on top of all of that, think about it. I was Miss Congeniality at Miss USA. I... I am literally credentialed in being easy to get along with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got 50 other of the hottest, most confident women in America yeah. giving me that title. It's not hard yeah. to get along with me. So I'm yeah. really confused. And there was one yeah. day where I just left the backyard because no one wanted to talk to me. Wow. And I walked into the bathroom and I just bent over on the couch and I started sobbing. It was wow. a full-on attack on my character, a lot of isolation, a lot of bullying. And that went on for weeks, and then it stopped, and then picked up again, uh, and then I won. <laughs> yeah. Did you, well, one, what did the producers do, if anything at all, to address it? And two, do you feel like what they did or didn't do was enough? So I went into this with a mindset of anything that happens here is going to be a lesson for all of America. Mm. And so I personally don't want direct intervention, unless you have something like, blatantly, uh, categorically racist happening. Don't interfere because this needs to play out in the way that so it plays people out. Can so you, see. Can, you can see it and say, wow, they reacted in a way that we can aspire to or wow, we need to learn from how they behaved here. Mm, yeah. And honestly, I think it would have been a detriment to my game and my experience if 
production came in and said, you need to stop doing this. I don't want any interference in what huh. is happening to me because I want to be able to speak to that. See, we are different people. I'd be like, <laughs> you need to get him. You need to get her. I think she thought the N-word. Get her out of here. I'd be like, lock him up. Yeah. But you were like, let this thing play out. That that requires yeah. some strength, huh? Was that tough to A do? No, because I knew the cameras were there. I knew America was watching. Okay. And I was like, even if I am wrong, then I will come out and be wrong. But I know I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. I know what's happening here. Yeah. Do you think that Big Brother, compared to other reality show franchises, is more racist or more prone to have racist contestants? Or is this just a thing that happens on all reality TV? We just see it more because of Big Brother cameras. Yeah, you just see it because the cameras are there 24-7. You can't tell mm. me that on... Any of these other shows where all these people are living in a house, people don't say racially insensitive or racist things. Yeah. yeah. They're just not seen in real time. People are not watching this in real time and immediately talking about it. It's not aired. And that's the thing. It's all just a microcosm of reality. Big Brother isn't naturally or inherently more racist. It's just more on display. Mm. So... The new season launches this past week, and already some dude is on there getting kicked off because he said the N-word. Do you think that the ways in which racism has been on display with this show from the start, has it educated people? Has it made anything better? We still keep getting these knuckleheads doing the racism. <laughs> <laughs> and they do be doing the racism. Yes! You know, it's, it's like that. What's crazy to me is sometimes people can't understand the wide spectrum of racism that can exist. You can be mm. out here with a Confederate flag talking about mm -hmm. the hard R every single day, and you can be someone who um, is engaging in benevolent racism. Mm -hmm. um, so saying things like, um, oh, as a Black woman, you're so strong, or perpetuating stereotypes that Black mm -hmm. people uphold, or not Black people hold, but stereotypes of Black people thinking it is a compliment, right? And then yeah. microaggressions fall somewhere in that spectrum, too. So there's a whole list of things you can do. Yeah. Now, to my understanding, um, Luke, who was expelled from the game, he said something like, we in the cheese room, N-word, to a group oh, of mixed buddy. people. Like as in my homies, but saying the N-word? Yes, yes. Oh, buddy. So you have the cookout that happened before me. This is the All Black Alliance in the season yes. before you. Yes. Yes. The All Black Alliance. There were six different players. It's the first time that Big Brother ever had that many Black people on one season. And they knew the history of the show. So they made an alliance and they decided to get to final six without any of them being uh, eliminated early. And they succeeded in the mission. And they guaranteed that Big Brother would have the first Black winner in the 23 season history at that point. Thank you. Because of what you accomplished with the Cookout Alliance, you have guaranteed that the first African-American winner of Big Brother will be crowned this year. <laughs> Immediately after, that was used against me. I mean, for me, like, the thought that a possible Cookout situation could happen was Taylor expressing that she wouldn't want to put up Jasmine because a strong black woman. It's a bummer to hear that Kyle was so afraid of the people of color uniting against him when he had a really great alliance in front of him. If you as an individual had not learned from that, I would expect that the producers, yeah. the yeah. whole of the franchise would learn from that. Yeah. And I was nervous. I didn't know. I didn't know yeah, how to Yeah, what are they going to do? Yeah. Right. But I'm very happy to hear that they did 
establish a low tolerance policy and he was removed from the game. So if it's not having a direct impact on the people who are playing the game, at least we're impacting the infrastructure of the game. And I'd rather have that and have people who explain or exhibit bad behavior face consequences than the reverse. What is the enduring appeal of Big Brother? Because I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm like, I like you. I don't know if I like Big Brother, you know? <laughs> but like people keep watching this show in spite of itself. What is the enduring appeal? Mm. Shit, I'm trying to figure that out, too. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I, I discovered, I knew of another pageant girl years ago that played Big Brother. And all I thought was, good luck to you on that reality show. I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah. Then I heard about the cookout as it was happening. Uh. And I thought, ooh, okay, we getting together? Uh huh. Uh -huh. I, I tune in for this. So I watched the season, <laughs> caught up, and then finished it in real time. And I really loved how even in the edited show that comes on three times a week, you could still see their strategy. You could still see their interpersonal, strong interpersonal relationships that reflect our society and how we act, behave. I also appreciated looking at the pressures that can happen in this situation and the questions of how we behave. Are we the same person in this game that we are outside? What excuses do we make? Are we allowed to take liberties in defining who we are when we're in this situation? It was fascinating to me. And then the tone of the game is fun. And there's some hot people on there. Like, you can't complain about all that either. Well, listen, I love this chat. I'm so happy you are a Big Brother winner. All Thank the you. best. Have fun with that money. Where's your first big vacation? I'm nosy. Have I paid for a big vacation yet? You need to do it. They've all been sponsored. I don't think oh, I paid for them yet. Okay, okay. Listen, we love to see it. We love to see it. If anyone is qualified to break down the appeal of Big Brother, it's my next guest. Taryn Armstrong is a podcaster who watches literally all of it. Not just the three episodes a week that air on CBS, but also the 24-7 live feeds, too. And he podcasts about it every day, for the Rob Has a Podcast Network of reality show recaps. But first, a quick break. Last week, Kanye West accused one of the biggest Twitch streamers of being an industry plant. It's an idea that comes up so often on platforms like TikTok and elsewhere. You see people who have blown up seemingly overnight, and the question is, who's behind them, right? That's what everyone wants to know. Tipping the scales and pulling the lever to make them seemingly the next it thing on the internet. This week on Power User, is it even possible to create an industry plant on the internet? And if so, how? Taryn, hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Tell folks who you are and what you do. Uh, I am, I guess, like a content creator online primarily for the show Big Brother. Uh, I've been a fan of the show since I was a kid. I've been watching from the very start. And I eventually got onto this podcast where I started talking about the show. And then that became my full-time job. And so now I just obsess over live feeds and report them to people for a living. And that's what I do. So you watch every episode and podcast about the episodes, but you also watch the live feeds of the house, which run 24-7? Yeah. Uh, and then every morning I get on the podcast and tell people about what happened the previous day even though it is a very silly and 
if if you just hear about the basics, you might be like, okay, weirdo, uh, kind of job. I do find some value in it, and I think I am proud of it to some degree. Well, what is the value? I think the value is that you there's so much I think that you can learn from Big Brother. It's a show that is completely unique from any other show that really exists because of the live feeds. Uh, most reality shows will create a narrative through their edit that makes the reality moniker kind of uh, uh, ironic uh, because it's not very real, right? Um, yeah, and, and the Brother, producers can like curate a certain kind of experience that you'll see in those other reality shows. Yes. Whereas when there's a live feed, as there is with Big Brother, and live episodes, it's just, I'm guessing, more real. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a contrived scenario. They've put people into a house and forced them to play a game, but we're seeing what's actually happening in the moment um, with these people, which means that even though the edit isn't always the most representative of what we've seen on the live feeds, you do have a chance to look at the live feeds and watch people in real time live their lives and play this very interesting game. And there's a lot that you can, I think, learn from watching people do this and a lot of really interesting and important discussions that can stem from it. Take me back to when you first watched. Was it the first season of the show? How old were you? Where were you? Take me back to that first moment Taryn saw Big Brother for the first time. So I was, I guess I was eight years old. Oh my goodness. How old are you now? uh, I'm 31. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Survivor came on first, and I I liked Survivor. I I remember watching Richard Hatch, uh, this like uh, naked guy on my screen, and I was like, this whoa. Who was a legend? Legend. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But I've got the million dollar check written already. I mean, I'm I'm the winner, and it's that kind of cocky attitude that makes people really hate your guts. So that's that's the kind of thing I've really got to keep uh, under wraps. And Big Brother 1 at the time uh, started airing a bit into Survivor. It would air after Survivor. And I remember, I would remember like staying up and watching Big Brother and then usually following. And we should asleep. point out to listeners who weren't there during that time, it's hard to overstate how big of a cultural juggernaut Survivor was. It took the nation by storm. Oh, yeah. It was a really big deal. And yeah. so after Survivor episodes would come Big Brother. Can you remember how you felt and what really stood out to you in that first episode you watched? So, I, I, unfortunately, Big Brother 1 uh, wasn't super into it. <laughs> I, would, okay. I would fall asleep after Survivor. But really? if we go to Big Brother 2, when I started Let's watching go to that two. version. Yes. Um, so you're like nine at this point. Yeah, I'm like nine now. Okay. Uh, okay. There's basically the Richard Hatch of Big Brother is uh, Dr. Will Kirby. And he was this young doctor who went on the show and basically told everyone, I'm going to lie to your face and uh, that like you're just going to have to deal with it. I know some people out there are not happy with the way this show went down and they blame that on me. But the simple fact of the matter is if you're not happy with this show, maybe you're not happy with reality-based TV in general. If you're not happy with reality-based TV, maybe you're not happy with, with, as the name suggests, reality. Let me Google him and see if I know his face. What's his name? Will Kirby. Will Kirby affectionately known as Dr. Will or the evil doctor. Oh, oh shut up. Yeah. He was an asshole. <laughs> yes. I remember him. Didn't like him. Oh my God. Wow. I just had a 
Flare up of emotion. <laughs> I don't like that See? guy. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my god, I don't like <laughs> no, him. That, but that's it. Like, like it's it can stir up emotion in you, right? Yeah. He would also watch and comment on like who could say that they enjoy watching people tear each other to, sh- to shreds uh, is sitting in a house. Well, I do. I do it every day, and I love every second of it. Um, and he lied to people, and he betrayed people, um, and everyone in the house hated him. But ironically, that's what kept him in the game because they all thought they could beat him in the end. And then lo and behold, while they were keeping him around, he was able to make them look like hypocrites for keeping him. And then ultimately, they respected him more than the people that kept him around, wow. and he won the game. And they respected him in spite of that hair, in spite of his punchable <laughs> face, in spite of the popped polo collars he was doing. I'm seeing an image of it right now. This is the thing. An attractive man, but his energy, his aura was so punchable. Mm-hmm. So this show, it is the rawest of the raw of the reality shows. Be honest. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, that's that's the question, right? It's something that is certainly still being debated. At the time, it was debated because we were, they were like, is this healthy? Is this valuable to society? And now it's often debated sort of from the other end of things where it's like, if somebody says something that is deemed inappropriate or does something that is deemed inappropriate, they're going to get a lot of hate. So should we not have live feeds in order to protect those people that are doing things that are controversial or even protect the network from the controversy that might stem from these people causing headlines to be uh, you know, written about the show uh, in a controversial way? But from my perspective, it's really important that these things are shown. Because on a normal reality show, if somebody says something very controversial, it would usually, unless it's played up for drama, be just be swept under the rug. Like if this is our hero, we're going to hide it, right? Um, yeah. And we're not yeah. going to address the, the controversial situation. I hear that. And I'm like, sure, that tracks. But when we speak about controversy on Big Brother, one of the consistent controversies is racism. Like, without mm-hmm. fail, in most of these seasons, someone's just being kind of racist, if not, like, hella racist, to the point where, like, black contestants have complained of bullying from white contestants. There was even once an all-white alliance. Like, it's heavy. And so, like, I hear the logic you're explaining, but it's like, all right, if exposing the bad behavior worked, wouldn't future Big Brother contestants just stopped doing the racisms once they saw someone on a previous season get you called out hope. for the racisms. Yeah, like, this hope, is the right? thing. It's like, has the exposure of all of these flaws in the contestants, the constant permanent exposure of that 24-7 feed, has it made the contestants better and has it made society better? I'm not sure that having seen racism exposed on Big Brother for the last 25 seasons, I'm not sure it's led to a decrease in racism across the country. Oh, you know, I, that's, does it that's, help? Does it help? <laughs> does it help? I mean, that's a very good question, uh, and and probably not one that that I could answer. Probably not, right? Like, um, <laughs> so I, then I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know that from the bubble that I exist in in the Big Brother community, I have seen many of the people in the Big Brother community learn and grow through watching the show. And we have seen improved treatment and outcomes for 
black people and other minorities uh they get to win uh, now they didn't for the first 20 something seasons (laughs) and and that stemmed uh, in large part because of black contestants who came together and and really just petitioned uh, cbs to make these shows more equitable for black people and other minorities and cbs caved eventually and they said we are now going to make sure that at least 50 percent of our cast is going to uh, be black people, people of color, uh, indigenous, um, you know, at least 50%. Yeah. So I'm hearing you talk to me about the way racism is, you know, kind of perhaps exposed on Big Brother in ways it couldn't be on others because there's just 24-hour cameras with Big Brother and no other show is doing that. But I'm like, all right, me, as a black reality show watcher who loves reality TV, would I rather see the racism or would I more enjoy a show where they just cut it out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. I mean, that's very fair. And that's something that we contend with a lot, especially last season when when Taylor was going through all of that. A big part of the coverage was talking about like, hey, listen, if this is too much, like if this is don't not something it. that you're yeah. interested in watching, absolutely, there is no shame in bowing out because it's a lot for everyone to watch. Uh, even though it ultimately had like a happy ending at the end of the season, uh, it was still quite the journey to get there. And yeah. that's kind of the case every season. There's always stuff, not just racism, but misogyny and all other kinds of uh, really just bad bullying kinds of behavior. Mm. And and no, it's definitely not for everyone and it's not pleasant to watch. Um, and yeah. and I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't criticize anybody for not wanting to see it. What was the worst misogyny? Quick example. I would say probably the quickest example that comes to my mind was uh, Big Brother 21 winner Jackson, um, and uh, who also had an issue with racism. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> the way that he would interact with Holly, who was a showman uh, at the time, was very uncomfortable. Showman, so like girlfriend for the show. Yes, uh, co- a term coined okay. by Will Kirby, actually. Uh, so All right, all and how that. would he interact with his showman? It was bad, it was misogynistic? Yes, it was. I mean, it was very, um, I mean, misogyny exists in our society everywhere, right? And so you often see, Big Brother is a reflection of our society. And so you often see these things being reflected, especially because it's their own mini society and they have a lot more power than they might normally have in real life. And so if you have like these misogynistic attitudes and you really want to kind of like dominate women, uh, then Big Brother provides you an outlet to maybe like indulge in that a little bit because now you have power in the form of, hey, I have a big alliance and you don't. And uh, your life mm-hmm. in the game is dependent on me or I just want a competition mm-hmm. and you're at my mercy. Some of the women on the jury feel that you were degrading and condescending to them at times. We agree that you played a great game, but we're not sure that we should reward that type of behavior. We also see like that women aren't usually as valued as competitors. Uh, they have a harder time winning respect as game players, especially like in uh, in the end game. And this isn't like true across the board for sure, but uh, you definitely see these trends over time uh, that happen. And, um, you know, it's very sad to see, um, but, uh, you know, it's again, it's something that you're able to see on the live feeds. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me, that to fully keep up with this show, you got to watch not just the episodes, <laughs> but the live feed. You're telling me that when I watch it, I will probably see racism. I will probably see misogyny. Um, I've heard from our resident Big Brother expert, 
Travis that the show is also just kind of weird. A lot of the yeah. challenges involve slime. The announcer for the Previously On recaps has a totally bizarre voice. Previously on Big Brother. The secret leftovers alliance was completely dominating the game. Hearing all of these factors, I would think to myself, this show can't survive. It's going to be a flop. It just doesn't have the right formula. But according to CBS, the 24th season of this show uh, drew about 8.3 billion minutes of viewing across all platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, the season 25 premiere on like old school TV had 3.4 million viewers. This show still attracts millions every year, even in an era of fragmented media consumption. Why do people keep coming back to this show that in many ways should not work? I've grown up with it. And I really find it so interesting watching people play this game in different ways. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this sort of like societal side of it. But I also have a, a deep interest in the game theory side of it. Uh, it's mm. the most complex strategic reality show that exists. The alliances that form get very complicated. There's so much movement happening in the game uh, while you're watching, especially if you're seeing it on the live feeds. That there's, I mean, that's why my job exists because there's so much to analyze. But I think what it really comes down to is the fact that you can see yourself in in at least one of the people on that show most of the time in their position in the show. And you can think about- In a good way or a bad way. Sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way, I would imagine. But you can think about what would I do in that situation? You can think about how it reflects in your own life and how we all have to play big brother in this capitalistic society every day of our lives, whether you're working in an office or you're in a high school or whatever the case may be. And big brother allows you to, to see this kind of like- fantasy of what if it were that simple that I could just win a competition or win a couple of allies and change the entire structure of how our society worked. Um, And I think that's like at a very deep level, why people are so drawn to the show. It's, you know, there have been numerous conversations about how Survivor changed the roadmap for reality TV, opened up that world and still, in many ways, is like the blueprint for how reality TV works. I hear less of that conversation around Big Brother, even though one could argue it's had perhaps just as big of an influence. What do you think is the biggest lasting effect of the phenomenon of Big Brother on the reality TV landscape? Biggest lasting effect um, in the U.S., I do agree. I think Survivor really took the the forefront of uh, a lot of this. But Big Brother was still very innovative uh, for the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was live streaming online almost a decade before uh, Netflix Instant, before uh, Justin TV, which eventually became Twitch, uh, were ever even hmm. like a thing at all. Streaming, you know, started to become a thing a decade after Big Brother had been doing it, huh. and, and they were one of the first people to do any kind of live video streaming. Is watching the actual episode the weakest part of the experience? Yes, absolutely. For me, the episodes are the the weakest part. I still watch Stop them. Stop right I'm there. Still- this, this, this still makes me be like, how is this show still a hit 25 seasons in? <laughs> Even the guy who hosts the <laughs> podcast that recaps the show says to me, 
The episodes are the weakest part. My mind is just blown. This shows power in spite <laughs> it's, of itself. It's very interesting. In spite of and itself. It's something, no, and your confusion is warranted because the producers of the show themselves were also very confused when this happened. Because what huh. um, Paul Romer, who ran the show in season one, uh, he was from the original show in the Netherlands. He helped develop the show with John DeMaul. Um, he was actually quoted talking about the live feeds and saying that initially when they were running them, they thought we needed to stop them and save all these moments for the TV show because then they won't, the, the audience won't want to watch the show if they've already seen it on the feeds. Um, but what he eventually discovered was that the, the more internet traffic there was, usually the more interest in the TV show there was. And to say that the episodes are the weakest part isn't necessarily a dunk on the episodes as much as it is a, as it is a compliment <laughs> of the other to the experience. strength of the live feeds okay. the episodes can be a slog at times though uh, but that the same is true of survivor or really any show as well but yeah the 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 whole package is what makes big brother so good wow i mean it's, it's i've enjoyed this chat because it's made me like surprise myself we've talked for a good chunk of time about how this show is weird how the episodes aren't great, how it's kind of racist, how it's kind of misogynistic, how it's extremely voyeuristic, how there are bad characters on board, and how to actually enjoy the show would require devoting a good amount of time to it every week. In spite of all of that, all I really want to do right now is go watch Big Brother. You've wow. perfectly described the experience. You, you, you <laughs> completely get it. <laughs> Thanks to Taryn Armstrong. His daily Big Brother updates are part of the Rob Has a Podcast network of reality show recaps. Also thanks to Big Brother 24 winner, my queen, Taylor Hale. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. This episode was produced lovingly and painstakingly by Travis Larchuk, the Intuit team's resident reality show expert. This show is also produced by Janae West, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, Taka Zinn, and Oluwakimi Aladesui. Today's episode was edited by Jolie Myers and Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And the executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. Listeners, we are back on Friday with a brand new episode. Till then, I guess, go watch some Big Brother. You can and you will. Okay, bye. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. 
In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.